0: hi guys welcome back to another episode of i need wine i'm jessica i'm ashley and this week we just want to get into a recap of the season finale of teen mom 2 yeah and um we both watched it and we just want we haven't talked about it at all and we just kind of wanted to like you know, no filter, like talk about our thoughts, you know? No, no. (laughs) Emphasis on no filter. (laughs) Emphasis on no filter. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, why should there be, you know, I just want to be able to, and it's not even like, I feel like I'm at least me, like, I'm just going to talk about it as like, I don't know these people because for the most part, I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like say my thoughts of like, what I'm seeing not it's not like an attack on anybody really <laughs> obviously we're just going off you know how it is obviously but going off you know what we see and what is edited and what comes out and like it just honestly yeah. you know and let me excuse
1: myself I made a fire ass dinner so I am chowing down after getting my kid from school washing her hair feeding her doing all this shit I'm finally eating myself so fuck <laughs> off
0: we did wait let's to go. record just so we can um, recap the episode as early yeah. instead of waiting for next week's episode, you know? Yeah. To recap. So just so... jump into it. Yeah. What... Okay. So where do you want to start? What did you feel? What did you feel? Because you're really, you're truly like a viewer. Right. Um. I'm trying to think where I want to start. It was, uh, there was actually like a lot of like things in this episode. I guess we could just start with you. <laughs> okay. Um, That's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember like you know how how long ago this was or you know exactly because I'm in your life day to day it's kind of like you know like when you lose weight like you just kind of realize like oh I lost weight you don't like really see like the (laughs) the day-by-day changes that like somebody else would see that's how I feel like when I watch your episodes yeah but um basically you know you guys had decided like not to get a divorce and to like try and stick it out and you guys are in a better place um you gave him back his wedding ring is he still wearing that ring? Well, I bought him a new ring because he lost it. Right, right, right. Uh, the same one, though, right? Uh-huh. That's hella cool that, that they had the same one, you know? Mm-hmm. It was cute. Um, Because well, even though I know you guys, but I, it was cute, like, seeing his little reaction of, like, when he opened it. it was like, oh, the same one, like, you know? Well, he, he is like a big kid.
1: A little T. I wanted to plan something far more romantic than mm-hmm. that but not while well, he true, was doing the dishes in true MTB N- mtv fashion <laughs> <laughs> everything fell through right constantly like three things so
0: i mean like three di- yeah because i do remember you saying like you wanted to do like not even just for you know cameras or anything like that like mm-hmm. really, really wanted to do something you know and of course you know they want to capture it and then it makes everything harder and then last minute and then all of a sudden boom mm-hmm.
1: So I planned to go like I planned a bunch of shit and in the end they either couldn't get permission they couldn't get
0: mm-hmm.
1: clearance blah, blah 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 so
0: well let's also of, like, just like really quickly touch on that you know how people yeah. are like in the blogs and they're you know saying things like all they do is sit on their couch and blah 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 I'm like I don't think they understand that especially with COVID like you can't just go film anywhere it's really hard there's a lot of like red Tape. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh It might seem like Ashley's just always at her house, which I mean, she's at her house, but like we, you actually go out and we go a lot of places and do things, and it's not like the cameras get to go because they just can't. And also, people got to keep in mind that
1: the company itself is a New York company. Mm -hmm. And so, their COVID policy and regulations are based off of New York not california
0: you know what i'm saying california is like obviously a little bit strict but new york is like one of the strictest if i'm not mistaken
1: so that's a thing that's a problem Mm -hmm. but um yeah i gave him his ring back it happened how it happened i wasn't super impressed with the whole bang right i was happy to have a ring right Um, I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of comments saying like, what a fake storyline. And my first thought is like, who the fuck would get on national TV and fake a fucking divorce? Right. Five <laughs> months after they got married.
0: Yep. Like, hide like that's marriage. embarrassing. I go through a whole thing of like, keeping this marriage like, under wraps or like, very private and then having like a super public divorce. That doesn't really matter. For that to be the way it ends, like what?
1: right it doesn't even make sense if we wanted to be a show it should it could have been a show from the start
0: right you would have been talking Um, about the all the problems you know yeah
1: so i don't know that i think this season was particularly hard for me because it's like despite what a lot of people think you know bar and i do have almost 10 years it's hard to to consider that the person that you planned your life with is not the person you're going to be with Mm -hmm. and also to have to digest that and talk about that at every lunch at every event at every party at every dinner at every hangout you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's fucking exhausting and yes what i signed up for but it doesn't make it any less exhausting Mm -hmm. it doesn't make me any less of a person all because it's what i signed up for obviously when i was 18 and signing up I didn't think I would be married and possibly divorcing in the same season
0: right like oh you're talking like the beginning of the season was like oh yeah I'm married and then halfway it's like oh I might be getting divorced and then it's like at the end oh no we're not you know yeah it was a lot it was a lot for me to digest because
1: I know a lot of people say oh show your real life bitch that is my real life Mm -hmm. and that shit was hard for me my real friends know my parents know my family knows that shit was hard that shit was really really fucking hard so on to the next fucking person
0: (laughs) well wait let me let me just let me end by saying how um and I think it'll go into the next um person at least who I feel like it would like go smoothly into um how you know I think it was like a few episodes back where you kind of stormed off remember you were that you guys were doing a wine and sip thing yeah so you stormed off um I think I love how people say stormed off that is so dramatic
1: (laughs) okay I'm gonna say my two pound bag and walked away
0: no you stormed off okay stormed off um um so I think to some people um that looks like very like entitled and bratty and like oh you know I just don't want to talk about this. Like, Oh, she doesn't want to talk about her real life. Um, and like, I think, and maybe I hope like some of the viewers, obviously I'm your friend. So I'm, you know, biased, but I hope that some of the, uh, on the other side of it, that people are like, um, see that more as like, Oh, that is her real life. Like that is really her being very frustrated, very, um, you know, like exhausted from talking about it because I feel like in real life, if, There was no cameras and I was going through a divorce or a possible divorce and I'm exhausted. I mean, I'm emotionally drained of like trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this person. Um, and my mom or anybody, a mom, a friend kept just bothering me about like, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave him? Like, did you get the paper? I would fucking lose it. Yeah. And I think that's like so fair and like, that's real emotions and Obviously, you know, anything could look a certain type of way on TV and, and depending on how it's edited and how they want it to look and, and fit, you know, obviously you have no control over that. But I I liked seeing I like seeing things like that on these types of shows because I feel like that is real. I mean, I think another aspect of it is that we
1: have I have been on TV long enough to see the consequences of unfortunately speaking off of emotion Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I can't get on and what I was trying to explain was every single time I am seen publicly I don't want to be asked about my divorce Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now that may seem entitled or whatever considering that I'm on a tv show but I have given so many seasons of my raw life Mm -hmm. That it's like, I wasn't saying that I'm not going to talk about this. I'm saying that I don't know what more you want me to say, because what I have said thus far is not sufficient. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get on here and give you guys what I give my homegirls. Fuck him. I'm leaving him, bitch. He Mm got me fucked up. Because once I do that, the public expects me to stand by those words. Right.
0: Well, it's almost yeah. like how, when they say not to talk about, um, like your relationship with like your parents or something, like if I tell my mom that Nick was being a dick and this and that and telling her every single problem we have, I mean, my mom might feel a little different and mind you, like, you know, in a couple days I'm going to be over it, but my mom might see him differently. So it's sometimes if I'm talking out of emotion, like, not that you you can't because some like you. You know, different people have different um, relationships with their parents, and there's certain friends that you would talk to it about, and other friends you wouldn't. And you know how that goes. But like sometimes with certain people, you can't like give that much because you know that you're speaking from a place of like you know frustration or hurt or whatever. And this is like not just people, not a friend. This is millions of viewers exactly and millions of people with different (laughs) opinions and very judgmental it's like a lot of people unfortunately aren't watching the show to see you have a happy ending you know now
1: sorry I was getting my charger because my phone was surely going to die um (laughs) so keep in mind
0: this also my popcorn spilled just give me a fucking second (laughs)
1: You guys, we we
0: decided to do this last minute instead of a different episode because we wanted to, like, give you guys the recap.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a real last episode because I think that the benefit of this show is that it really, really, truly does give me the opportunity to Mm self-reflect. And I've been able to do that for so many years. And I think it's beautiful because I've been able to do that from a young age. Whether or not I've immediately made those changes, right? I've been able to look back like from season one and season two, young and pregnant Ashley, I'd be like, (laughs) You is rough, honey. Like, calm (laughs) down, honey. Who is she, baby? And it's like, Yeah, that's who I was. But now looking at where I am, looking at my beautiful house and my beautiful kid, and it's the growth that I can acknowledge for myself. But Going back to the point what we were talking about is, you know, I am crucified by the words that I say. Yeah. And so if I tell the universe that it's not just, you know, US, it's the UK, it's Australia, (laughs) you know, if I tell them that Bar is the worst guy ever and I'm filing for divorce and I filed for divorce, they're gonna want answers. And I know that. I can't live my life to give people answers but I also am aware that that's what comes with a public platform mm-hmm. people are so invested that they if Beyonce posted right now a story that was like fuck Jay-Z up but we'd be t- tuning in like bitch what mm-hmm. the fuck? tell you us know what because we're yeah. invested so it's double edged because I love that people are so invested but I also hate it and so I've learned to kind of just be more cautious and I feel like in that particular moment now there's never another moment that I've had like that because I've always shared probably too fucking much on this show um but I just felt like the producer at that time specifically told me now you know Jessica every single time you saw me or we saw anybody else together we were talking about that divorce Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that was a good six months of honestly really turmoil for me like it it was really hard you know and I didn't have the time I'm sorry but like it's just hard I didn't have the time to process it right and I just felt like I was lured there you know like what if I was like you know Jessica's going through a divorce guys let's have a party for her we want to get her in good spirits no one bring up the divorce and I'm like Jessica this is a moment for us to get facials nails waxes whatever let our hair down you get there and as soon as you walk in we're like so we heard you file for a divorce everyone's in a circle looking at you like mm-hmm. and not to mention that everyone's in a circle looking at you the person who gave you their word is in on this and you have cameras in your face yeah you drove an hour and 30 minutes because I went to Concord. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so you drove an hour and 30 minutes to attend this. Your wig came unglued halfway during the ride. I had to run and get to get a beret. And then you get there and you're fucking attacked. I felt attacked.
0: You know what right. I'm saying? You felt, and um, at- what's the, like, what's the word where you're like, cornered like you know like it's not um it's almost like um you know when you walk into a room and everybody knows something but you don't yeah like uh, I don't know. I don't know the word for yeah, it Yeah, I don't know the yeah. word but you know what I'm saying like that's how I it felt feels set
1: up uh-huh set I up. felt fucking attacked I felt and uh dingled. blindsided I was just like You know, and then I felt like when I gave the answer, it wasn't sufficient. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's like, can you elaborate? And you know how that producer is. Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate? No. The sky is blue. Can you elaborate? Okay. The sky is blue with white clouds. Can you elaborate? Okay. The sky (laughs) is blue with white clouds and sometimes black birds. Like, how much more do you want me to say Mm -hmm. before I'm like, nigga, it's the sky. Look the fuck up. Mm -hmm. you can you can see what's happening and so I just think you know on one hand it's it's my job and on the other hand it's my marriage right and my marriage at that point was taking uh what's the word precedence yeah over this tv show
0: yep and you were also like it just seemed like it was like that no matter what you were trying to do, because you also had like a lot of positive things with us opening Aries and, you know, you getting a, a new house and all these things, you know, that were just so overshadowed. Like we were supposed to be talking about opening Aries and then it was like, oh, let's make it about bar. When and like- I was so upset that they
1: showed that ugly ass purplish blue Barney house. My house is beautiful. Yeah, that literally looks nothing like your house. Why wouldn't you show a house? Because here's the thing. Not to be vain, but people love to bring up the fact that I was a stripper in Vegas. Even though I came from money, people hate when I say I came from money. Mm -hmm. People love to assume just because I was a stripper in Vegas that I came from nothing. So let's go with that. I, I now live in a beautiful home. You know what I'm saying? It's not mine, but I pay more than some people pay for a mortgage to live in this bitch. At least
0: show
1: something semi-close. So show something semi-close. Like, I know that people are like, well, why the fuck do you show a fake house? I am not going to address that again. Right. But I just feel like, come on, show something close. And also, I was very upset that they did not show... Our grand opening dinner for Aries. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. party that we spent a lot of money on. And I don't know, it just upset me that they intruded and they, you know, and they made it a big it.
0: deal to intrude also. Like we were kind yeah. of okay with, like oh no, we'll just have something small, like no big deal, you know. And they were like, no, like we wanted to. They wanted that. that. They right. wanted that. The yeah. And then they didn't
1: even show it. And I just feel like. And I just that- don't understand why. That's what was irritating me more so than people think. My whole point was this. Yes, me and Bar are so, it's such a huge part of my life. For sure. However, amazingly, throughout all of that and everything, I have been able to amass a lot of success. And I want to be able to showcase that. Yes, we can go to lunch and talk about a possible divorce, but can we also show me working hard for this salon and taking meetings and doing this and doing that and having a grand opening with all my loved ones? Like that was a beautiful moment and they made it a point to intrude and then they made it a point to not include it. And that's what irritates me when it comes to sharing things like my wedding, Holly's birthday parties is that certain people don't show up. Certain things don't get done because it's not as intimate as it would be and certain feelings when be involved. Mm -hmm. and then you guys still make it you guys don't even include the important
0: moments that you intrude upon yeah because I mean I feel like that was such a like big moment for for you like just having everybody there the way it was like it was so nice we had so much fun it was so positive and I just think frankly like it was too positive like it wasn't what it wasn't the narrative you know it wasn't part of the story i mean it, it is part of your story obviously but you know unfortunately but we don't have
1: for as much work as we were putting into aries in the beginning stages before we were open and taking clients you know we were in grind mode seriously right. and we filmed a lot of that and almost none of that was shown yeah
0: and like, what 100%. irritates
1: me is that it's like this whole show is supposed to be about being an example and mm-hmm. you know showing people that you can beat the statistics and it's like okay show me crying over a nigga but also show me getting up working my ass off making the calls making the purchases putting in the work to get this shit done right because i guarantee you that i worked more than i cried
0: yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like remember in the beginning i mean we were there literally like every day we would be like, and remember, podcasting. I was driving,
1: and yeah. I was driving two hours each. I was driving an hour there and an hour back. Yep.
0: Yeah, before you,
1: we not yeah. even living close at the moment.
0: Hmm. And that sucks. Like because you're right. Like the way I didn't even really think of that, but it's like that is a huge thing as far as like coming from where you were in season one, and you know, I was living at my mom's. I was trying to make it work. I just had a baby. I'm young. Like, and now, like, look at you. And it's like all they show is you. You only the negative like only you having a problem they don't show you know the other 75 percent of the time because frankly when you and bar were having the issues you really poured yourself into Aries because you didn't really even want to be around you know you got you didn't yeah you were like like, until we figure this out and we get into therapy and do what we need to do i don't want to like be in this negative space there were some nights i didn't leave Aries till like eight o'clock nine o'clock yeah not to
1: mention the thousands of dollars my own dollars your own mm-hmm.
0: dollars yeah that was eff- that was just poured into um, everything we were putting together chairs putting together couches putting together beds putting up getting decor um ordering stuff doing this lifting shit off trucks all type of shit mm-hmm. putting together shelves like it was a lot of work it was a and, lot of work um, and it was it was also like as i mean as much as except when we were filming frankly and they wanted to talk about bar i mean it was very positive like we were just like had good music on, like, so excited. Like, obviously we're in a different place now with Aries and we have like different, a little bit different plans, like going forward and different things to be excited about. But like then it was so real and like exciting. and I, It does suck that like none of that was shown. Yeah. On top of also that we also have been podcasting for quite some time and really none of that is shown. And we podcast every week. We do, you know, yeah. pour ourselves into it. Maybe I mean, you know, to like us, like we probably do want to do more with it, but it we have been very consistent and oh, yeah. they really don't show any of that either. And they, you know, from what I've seen, like they do show it with other cast members, like other positive things that they're doing, not just with, you know, just anything on the mm-hmm. side. Some cast members, they do show quite a bit and some they don't. Yeah. It, it makes it look like you're not doing anything and they are.
1: I mean, I think that, the The benefit is, I try to see glass half full. Yeah. No, for real. And I'm gonna toot my own horn for a second because I'm gonna say that I was the first black girl on Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. Do the math. I don't care. Don't say what about Cheyenne? Cheyenne came on after me. Do the fucking math. Okay, that's not to discredit her, but that's just to say. Right. I caught the first wave of heat. I have consistently, successfully proved you motherfuckers wrong season after season. From education, to child, to relationship, to maturity, to goals, to business. And to be able to have that type of success documented almost means the world to me because it's like no one no you can say what you want about me call me crazy call me messy call me get out bitch don't call me undetermined don't call me um not driven don't call right. me anything besides admirable bitch because i went to school up until i was eight months pregnant continue to do that As she was a toddler, got my associates, still about to go for my nursing, opened a business, doing a podcast, running an entire fucking household that people who are twice my age have never even lived in a house as big as mine. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the opportunity that they give me. And I'm going to be very clear that all of my success, I have to somewhat, well, all of my success aside from my educational goals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to attribute to MTV. However, it does bum me out because I do work so hard to just not be remembered as the MTV girl, the teen mom. Mm-hmm. I want to be known as, oh, the bitch who owns multiple salons all throughout the States. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Or right. like the podcasting guru or <clears throat> whatever I want to be known for, it's not teen mom. Right. And it's as a- much as this show has helped, has documented my personal growth I feel like they neglect to document the growth that could help me grow outside of this franchise and I just
0: hate that for me but it's just like it's not fair to say that MTV gave you everything because no I I wouldn't say that but I I, I, no, but I'm saying saying other people will say that they will and they're gonna try and you know basically they don't want if they see you doing something that they can't do, they have to say it's MTV because that means if it's not MTV, then that means they're, they could do it too. And they're not. So they don't like to say, they don't like to see that because that means they're less than, or they're lazier or they're not, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, because well, let's be clear. I think the benefit is that I don't have to work a regular nine to five. Yes,
1: absolutely. Free time. How
0: How? Well, not really
1: free time but a little no, more not free time because yeah, not actually, free time. let's be clear yeah. sometimes film days are longer than nine to five absolutely also in a regular job you don't have to talk about getting divorced mm-hmm. you have to talk about you do your job girl clock in clock out not me if 24/7. i even take a
0: vacation i have to tap in with other twitter people twitter and instagram are going 24 7 looking at exactly. you
1: exactly so from that point I mean you know and that's really hard yeah that's really hard but I can say that in terms of school and in terms of no le- okay let me say this a lot of people think that oh you're just a D-list celebrity and I hear that all the time you'd be surprised by who I know. And you'd be surprised by who I have access to. And you'd be surprised by how easy it is to just be a teen mom, get all of this money and go fucking nuts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's, it's harder than you think to, I pay a lot of money in bills. I don't own you know what i'm saying that's the the downside living in california i don't own and i pay a lot of money some some like three people's rent and bills right not to mention my daughter goes to this private fucking expensive school my cars my all of this other shit it's expensive not to mention i do go to school i do own a salon i
0: do do this podcast so and also you also have to pay for like you know, like managers, like publicists, like shit, like lawyers, yeah. I mean, a lot of things that like, you know, I wouldn't have to pay for. Yeah, it's a
1: lot, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's not, you know, it's it's just a lot. And I I, I can't complain because I appreciate the life and I am I'm I afford a beautiful, wonderful life. And I thank MTV for that. But it's
0: a double edged sword, I have to be honest. 100%. I, I get to see it because I'm I get to see the way you live and I get to see the way I live. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not sure the grass is greener. I mean, I get to go to the store. However, nobody's going to know who I am. Like, I mean, unless they're like my friend, like I see at the store, but nobody's going to judge me the way they judge you. I could do what I want to do. And how many people are going to judge me? Like what, maybe... a few people from high school, like, but, like, not fucking people from different states and countries, and just looking at me, like, they know everything, when really, they don't know shit, yeah, so I I feel like, just mentally, like, that's just so much, and I think we, like, all, all, like, across the board, you know, with all, um, the, even the other girls, we haven't talked about anybody, which we need to, because we just went on a rant about you, but, uh, the obviously the most we could like the most real shit we can give is your story because right. all we could say we about anybody me. else is what we see. Right. And we're gonna do that though. We're gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, we sure we are gonna do that. Okay, so let's I would well basically all I was gonna say is like we I try to like keep in mind that it's how I feel about you. We're like, man, she has to go through all this shit and blah 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 blah. You know, so do all the rest of the day. so I try and keep that in mind when I am like thinking, oh if I think something, when I see something, I'll try and keep that in mind because I do get a glimpse of how it is, you know? Yeah. And also I know like how, you know, things could be edited and cut out and clipped and you know what I mean? So I, I try to keep that in mind and not be, so as judgmental as I maybe would have prior to yeah. being caught. Right. Okay. So who do we go on? Who do you want to talk about? I don't know. He took okay. Me. Let's go, let's go Leah and Jalen and, um, that whole situation. Okay. Okay. So Thoughts? It, it was, I mean, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how long ago this was. I mean, obviously they're in a good place as far as what we see, you know, on um, Instagram and stuff like that. We did have a yeah. podcast. Um, I obviously we don't know timing on when that was, you know, but if that was early on, uh, you know, months and months back or whatever, I can see how that would be. Um, they, if, if you guys haven't watched they were talking about marriage and like basically what Jalen was kind of saying like he really wanted to get married and she was kind of like a little more apprehensive being that she's twice divorced yeah and it kind of looked a little bit um like he wasn't fully understanding where she was coming from because i think on his side it might look like well what do you mean you don't want to marry me like you don't love me but for her it's kind of like well marriage isn't always sunshine and rainbows and it does sometimes change things and even you can attest to that yeah so yeah how do you feel how did you feel like when you were watching that I mean
1: I don't know a part of me definitely feels like marriage should not change things but here I am in a situation where I definitely feel like marriage did I don't know I mean obviously that's a case-by-case scenario Mm -hmm. Um, And nobody knows what they're going through better than them. But I just feel like Leah's right to be skeptical. And let me say this, no matter how beautiful the package is, you need to be not blinded by that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she has kids. She's made a lot of sacrifices for her kids. She's not going to stop sacrificing for her kids, whether or not Jalen is a part of her life. She's going to continue to live her life. For her kids, because that's what she's always, she's proven that that's what she does. She's that type of mother. She's a great mother. And any great mother doesn't want to rush into something that, number one, in the past has not worked out so well. Number two, your kids are at an age to where now they're going to digest it just like you. Not just like you, but just as much as you're digesting, they are able to digest. They're not kids anymore. They're not infants anymore or toddlers anymore. They know what's going on. Her kids are very smart and very opinionated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that Jalen coming into a situation being so just... Unburden, and I say that in the most respectful way like not that her kids are a burden or anybody's kids are a burden but like right just like you know she comes with real trauma that he doesn't experience because he's never he doesn't have kids he's never been married stuff like that so yeah. I think the best bet is for him to just understand that there's no rush
0: and I think yeah. more, maybe, like, to not take it personal, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I, I kind of think he's good
1: about that because I I have talked to Jalen on, um, um, on a few occasions now. Mm-hmm. And I've told him, like, in no uncertain words, you know me, like, look, nigga, she got three babies. Mm-hmm. Them babies are looking at her for the sun, the moon, and the stars. So what the fuck are you willing to do? To, to obtain that you know what I'm saying he was like Look, I know she got this and she got that so he talks it let's see if he walks it I'm rooting for them and um I think that Leah is smart to to be weary because
0: to be cautious yeah it's a lot I mean we know you know here's what I'll say about marriage marriage it's just a piece of paper yes but it is that extra Thing that makes it not so easy to walk away and not so easy to, you know, it seems like it changes nothing, but it, it does. It changes a lot of things. And I, I think for, you know, Leah in the beginning um, would have jumped to marry Jalen or anybody that she loved. But now she sees that, you know what, I loved Corey and I loved um, Jeremy. And that doesn't mean that it's going to work out. So like there's really no rush because she's already been through it before and it it, I think it's smart for her to be cautious and that doesn't mean that she doesn't care about him or it doesn't mean that he like he shouldn't take that personally you know yeah hopefully he's just he's just frankly um like ignorant and I don't mean that in a bad way he just he can't possibly understand because he hasn't been through it so I can say anything I want about somebody else but if I haven't experienced it I mean I'm not seeing it through the same lens
1: And I know he can, because when I asked him, he was like, well, you know, typical. I have siblings. And I'm like, every Mm -hmm. motherfucker that doesn't have kids that thinks they know something about kids be like, oh, I raised my siblings. No, motherfucker, you babysat. Right. With all due respect. You know, my sister does that, too. My sister's like, I helped raise y'all. Bitch, you don't know a googly moogly motherfucking thing about raising a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's no disrespect. You're but like, all you did like, was you keep dead. me alive. You can't possibly know. It's 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 when the burden of sacrifice is on your shoulders. Yeah. That's when that's when the game changes. So, you know, I think that it's it's commendable that he is young and is willing to walk into a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, where there is some damage, and where there is some history, and where there is a lot of overnight responsibility, and it seems as though he's navigating that, and she's navigating that, and yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, everybody's watching Jalen. Jalen, if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm still watching you, motherfucker, <laughs> and I'm not gonna stop. And um, I know where your tires are, so I will pop those bitches in the Indian bed. That you get smart. Mm-hmm. So don't get no slick ideas. Yep. Um, and Leah, be, for, my advice for Leah would be to be cautious, but not to the point to where she's blocking her blessings.
0: Mm-hmm. It and I've talked to Leah balance.
1: about this. Like, don't be so guarded with what you've been through and what you're
0: expecting that you block what's really coming. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope. I think we've all been there in some way, shape, or form, you know? Yeah. Worried about being, so am I too cautious or am I not cautious heart. enough?
1: Yeah, because you want to guard your heart, but you also want to be open to new, possible
0: new things. So I think that it seems like they're doing that. And Yeah.
1: Good well, for us. We'll,
0: we'll see how it all unfolds, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, who's next? I keep saying people and you're not...
1: <laughs> I already have the
0: next one I want to talk about. Okay, we'll go. I have. Okay, but to you're talking. you're saying the next. One. <laughs> you okay. guys, she's trying to duck and dodge. Okay. <laughs> this one is honestly pretty short and sweet. I really don't know what else to say. Um, okay, okay, go. Um, let's go to Jade. Okay. All I want to say is, I had a dad who was an addict. Um, yeah. And it was just like, no matter how I feel, I mean, I'm never like. I, you can't like hate on that. You can't hate on somebody trying to get better. You can't like no matter what. Like, I mean, my dad. So I did not
1: see, I have to admit, I did not see that situation everyone was talking about. So what
0: it transpired? I mean, basically she, so this episode, she went and picked him up from rehab, like from the airport, I believe. Or, um, and, you know, he came home and was with Chloe and it had been a long time. Obviously, I'm not sure how long he was there. I mean, 90 days or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, no, girl. I think he was there for six months. Six months. Okay. See? Yeah. Okay. So for a long time. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I just get a little bit, uh, I mean, my dad never went to rehab, <laughs> but, but, um, he did get like, he did have a lot of spurts where like he would like clean his act up and he was very functional, but, yeah, um, I always have like a, a soft spot for, um, especially people who want to try and get better yeah and realize that they're you know even though you think because I think when you're an addict you think you're only hurting you but you're not like you're hurting it's just like when you know if you're depressed like it could seem like oh well I'm only just hurting myself but really like you could be hurting a lot of other people you know by um doing certain things even if you don't mean to and I think it's a uh, it was nice to just see you know him Recording go through out it, out it out and out. like hold it on what does that echo it was me sorry oh (laughs) um but I don't really know what else happened I mean that was pretty much the gist of the episode as far as them yeah and that was really it I'm just like well I didn't have anything bad to say as far as somebody um going through recovery and coming out of it and I mean there wasn't really much else going on I mean I feel like Obviously, so at TMFR, Jade mm-hmm. told
1: everybody that Sean was at rehab. So okay, we got before y'all knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the moment that people saw where they were like, oh, you're trying to be fake or whatever. It was me just trying to relate to Jade because obviously Jade is still in a predicament to where she's dealing with situation not only coming from her loved one but coming from her parents right and I'm in a situation to where I have cut off my parent that is using drugs Mm -hmm. so I can kind of and also I was shielded from it. You know what I'm saying? Until I was old enough to realize what was really going on. Right. So my whole point in in telling that to Jade was just basically to let her know that, you know, there's a lot of parents in this world who are trying to figure out what to tell their child while the significant other is either missing in rehab, you know, doing drugs, right. whatever the case is and um unfortunately the kid is gonna hurt either way yeah the kid is gonna hurt if you lie to them because you lied and the kid is gonna suffer if you tell them the truth because at that age it's a burden so it's double-edged and that was my whole point point. and from the outside looking in because like I said I don't deal with my father who who abuses drugs it's just like I can kind of just – it's easier said than done, but I can kind of see that, like, girl, if you cut them off, the turmoil will end. Sometimes you have to cut a motherfucker off. And and listen, I love my dad. He was, like, my best fucking friend because when he's sober, he's fucking amazing.
0: Right, yeah. But
1: I can't – I can't give that – I can't give that inconsistency to Holly that I had. And I can't no longer – I have to let go of feeling responsible for him. Mm -hmm. This is like, I know Jade probably feels responsible for her parents and their actions. Like, it's just heavy to carry.
0: Yeah. And it's... And she's carrying it with double, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy load, so... Yeah, I'm like, okay, obviously, you know, I hope, like, the best, just for us, as far as, you know, we we have or had addicts as fathers (laughs) and... I wish my dad would have got it together
1: yeah. sooner or whatever the case,
0: you know. <laughs> um, okay, who's next? <sighs> Let's go to Brianna. Okay.
1: So what happened in this finale? She has um,
0: dinner with Louis in Des Moines. Yes, Louis is like super late. Yeah. Um, you know, Stella is asking like where... Lewis is. She's like, I don't know. Obviously, it looks like devoyne is there, like right on time. Um, you know, pl- obviously You could tell, like he's close to both of the girls, obviously. But we we see that, you know, as far as on social media. I love
1: for that. That's absolutely
0: awesome. awesome. Um, it's so cute to see. Like, um, it's wild to me that somebody could do that and then not, um, like you know, their actual blood parent, um, no. does not care.
1: I mean, let's let me say this. As far as Brianna is concerned, I feel like she <clears throat> close my room door back. Close it now. Um, I feel like she would benefit from letting go of the idea of what it would be like to have Lewis involved. Right. Oh. Some people might be like, what kind of person would not want the biological father involved? And it's like, listen, there are a few things that a child needs. Consistency. Holly, just go get under your covers. Consistency is the main thing. A child needs consistency. A child needs a routine. A child needs you to show up when you say you're going to show up. Yep. Otherwise, you're causing damage. Yeah. Yeah and so as much and listen i i can only speak i'm speaking from a child who felt like their father didn't want to be involved now Mm -hmm. obviously my father and lewis i'm gonna assume had different situations because we don't really know what the fuck Louis be doing right but you know, my dad loved me. I knew that, but he wasn't there. And Mm -hmm. so my thing is, I wish that my parent, my mom, instead of trying to cover for him, just let the thought of him go. Yeah. Because me waiting and calling and no answer, my mom, he's coming and not showing up. That shit was fucking painful. Yeah. More painful than, the idea of her letting my dad evaporate and then either raising me on her own or just letting my stepdad, who came in pretty early, let me just bond with him and get whatever connection I was going to be. Because Mm -hmm. that wasn't the move, you know, covering for him and he's at work and he's coming back this weekend and all of a sudden his job is extended and Mm -hmm. it was lie after fucking
0: lie after fucking lie. And obviously it's it's really fucking hard because, Hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's right. easy to look, you know. You always sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, and yeah. and it turns out you did the complete and wrong. And obviously, thing. I think that Brianna is doing thinks that she's doing the right yeah. thing because she wants the father
1: involved, which is the right thing to do. Obviously, it's Louis' responsibility, and I think that obviously, what mother would not be hurt by the father that really wanted to have this baby, not being involved? That I'd be hurt by that shit.
0: Yeah, definitely. But
1: Stella is not a newborn. Stella's getting older. And um, that rejection, that shit hits. Right. That, like, abandonment issues. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of times that turns into slutty, promiscuous behavior. And I'm not saying that with shade. I'm saying that from experience. Well, I mean,
0: that's why they... they- call it
1: daddy issues i mean it's a real it's a real thing let me be clear i'm not saying that for shade i'm saying that from life fucking experience of needing some type of attention
0: because you didn't get it from your dad and that shit is real so you know yeah because i i can speak on the other side of it as far as i had a dad who like fucked up a lot like he you know (sighs) did drugs. Like he did, you know, we didn't have the best relationship, but let me tell you, he was always there. And I feel like the damage, and it's not like I'm not damaged by it at all, but I feel like I would rather have had this life, like where he was always there because I don't have those abandonment issues. I have different issues. I do, but it is like, I, feel like I would rather have that than somebody who just didn't want me or I felt as though they didn't want me.
1: And I think that the thing with my dad was that I knew he loved me. I knew he mm-hmm. wanted me. I always knew he was sick, but that was never addressed. He always had money. And so it was this, it was that, it was trips, it was bags, it was shoes, it was glasses. Right. Hence my closet, hence my shopping addiction. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So all these things. Yeah no it's time for bed good
0: night good night yeah I mean all we can do I feel like and how we're talking is just based on like our own experiences and and we have a lot of like different and then a lot of similar so I feel like we have like a lot to speak on about these types of situations and it's yeah it's definitely no shade it's just we can speak on certain things because we've been through certain things yeah
1: and I think that you know people think I've had a contradicting life because I was raised wealthy my dad always had money but he was always on drugs and Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of components to me and when I speak I mean I would never lie about I mean this is not this is not bragging why it's like I have Danny issues yeah yeah you're like that's not a good thing this is shit that I work through so and I say all this to say that I don't want my daughter to have those issues. So these are things that I address with my husband because right. I s- see certain patterns in me or him that I feel like could give her certain characteristics. I don't want her to have. Yeah.
0: Well, so I'm saying all of this from experience yeah. and uh, love. Right. I'm like, sometimes I've had to look in the mirror. Absolutely. And, or see something that, you know, Nick is doing with the kids and thinking, mm. I don't think, you know, I don't think we should be doing it this way. I think it's going to cause, you know, A, B or C and being able to, um, you know, reflect, self-reflect and, and try and notice those things and try and make some changes. I think is hopefully what, um, the kids will see and not just see the mistakes, but see that we, we tried our best and not just like, didn't take accountability for the things that we're doing wrong as parents.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think
1: that's the biggest thing. It's just like you never know if you're making that difference from how you were raised to how you want to raise your kid.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: not judging because I think that everybody's doing the best that they can. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just feel like I, I held a lot of resentment for my mom for, for covering for my dad. Yeah. And I don't know if that will be Stella's walk, but that sucks for Brianna because as much as her and I aren't besties, I give props where props is due.
0: And she does seem to do a damn good job for her kids. Right. Like she's doing it all by herself. You know, yeah. I mean, Devoid yeah. now, like he's, he's obviously does like his part and even with Stella and that's great. But from right. the day, you know, the day to day, she obviously does a lot for them too. And right.
1: And so it sucks when that's diminished because your
0: kid has this
1: clout. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're going to have to figure it out either way. So, yeah, next, Kale.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of what happened. Um, I know we there was, basically said, fuck off. To yeah, win. no, that was the clip at the end, which we had seen. I think I had seen, like, previously before I even saw the episode. That was, like, a thing. But I'm trying to think mm-hmm. if there was anything else, like – um, I think they asked her to
1: talk about chris's baby my oh, thing yes. is, isn't chris filming why
0: is chris not talking about chris's baby right well what is she i mean it's very obvious she's made it pretty clear that they don't really communicate they literally communicate through email to have to do with their children why would it's she know anything? Okay, about my whole thing, thing is he's clearly filming so why is K-
1: that's my thing about this is like i said Bar films, too. Why do I always have to talk about bar? Can Bar talk about bar? Mm-hmm.
0: Girl, can't Bar and his friend talk about bar at lunch? I don't know, girl. I could see, Um, obviously, like, we... You talk to some, you know, some people more than others and have more insight in, other, in some of the other castmates' lives compared to different ones, but I feel like I can see where the frustration comes and I see it really in the same way as like, I saw you when you got upset about not wanting to talk about certain things when that's all they want to talk about when you do have a lot of positive things in your life. And I see similarities there. Yeah. On the other side. And I
1: think we just feel like we are not allowed to grow Mm -hmm. and we're not allowed to like, yes, I might be going through something and a few years ago, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to separate that still get up, still go to Aries, still podcast, still do this. Now I do. Yeah. And What's that's you show that I do. That's exactly, that's something that I want to showcase, but how can I showcase that bar still came to my, you know, um, my grand opening and supported us even though we weren't together.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe that would be the thing with Kale, like maybe she would be more open to talking about things if they also included like, yeah, you know, I'm going through some shit with Javi or whatever, but also I fucking podcast, I do this, I do that. I go, you know, I'm juggling four kids, you know, like there's a lot of different things. And I think if there was some sort of balance there, it might be easier to yeah. get more but you know how like when you give something and you don't get it back or you feel like you don't then you are ought- you're just like i don't want to give shit then yeah and that's how it that that i feel like that frustration pro- is like something that has probably been going on for a long time so to other people it seems like you're just acting right. a certain way, like But kale has to remember that as
1: much as she has given to this show it doesn't mean shit
0: right
1: because it's just a machine Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's an
0: unfortunate realization.
1: Yeah, it's just a machine. No one gives a fuck how much shit she's shown, how much shit she's been through, how many times she's been embarrassed. It's just a fucking numbers machine.
0: Yeah.
1: And when... I had this problem, too. When you start to feel like people... I have seen firsthand and you probably have to at this point them select or craft a scenario and then kind of run with it, even though it's not technically right. the truth. And so I just feel like when you feel like you've been on for so long and you should have been able to develop these relationships and these, you know, yeah. these, Conversations and you're still not getting that. It can feel disrespectful, but kill, ha- kill has towards this is a, this is just a machine. It's never gonna be like it's never gonna be a two way street of respect.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just not. It's just kind of like even outside of TV. I mean, I could be at a job for ten years and feel like I've given everything to my job, and guess what? Like my manager is just gonna look at my sales and be like, "Girl." You ain't did enough, even though been, you haven't sold enough or you haven't done yeah. this. And they like, I feel as though I've poured everything into this fucking job. I've missed things with my kids. I've done this, this, and that for this stupid fucking job. And they don't give a shit. And it makes me not. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck about selling shit. Now mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to come to my job so I can get the bare minimum so I can get fucking paid. But I don't care anymore. And I think that's what we're seeing from her at this point. Yeah. And I mean, I think that she would do good pulling a Chelsea. Yeah. And living Doing her- something different and yeah. continuing building whatever she's building. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably best even for her. Obviously we know she she's been very open about mental health things. And I think overall that'd probably be best for her, you know? I, mean, I don't know. Missing- I just feel like
1: it is. It is a blessing and it is a curse. Yes. But I think that when we complain, people just feel like, well, bitch, how could you complain? And it's like, because I give a lot and because I give a lot, I take a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a a double-edged sword. It really is. And I'm grateful to have done as many seasons as I have. I'm excited to see what the future holds Mm -hmm. (laughs) next. And, I mean, honestly, I never thought, I used to watch Teen Mom, so I never right. thought I would be. And so many girls, so many Black girls especially, have told me, you know, just how much my story means to them. And so, mm-hmm. for that, I'm grateful. And for that, I feel like I've made my mark in history. And, yeah, I'm just ready to move on with my life. <laughs> See the divorce story. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah.
0: Are we missing anybody? Did we cover everybody?
1: We covered Leah, Jade, Brianna, Kale, and me. That's it. That's it. Five of you. Five of five of you.
0: Five of you broads. Yep. Okay. all of us. a daily okay. wiggles. And now we'll just kind of <laughs> we'll see what happens next. Yeah. We'll be ready to recap whatever comes next. Yeah. Whenever it comes. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.